Wicked. Wicked. Back it down to this is Wicked's World with Mike Wicked on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Happy Friday. That is unless you were expecting to hear Brewers and Cubs game number two here on ESPN Des Moines. Uh, that will not happen today. That game has been moved to tomorrow because of some inclement weather. That was the uh, word that just came down not too long ago. Brewers-Cubs game two pushed back to tomorrow. There will be a doubleheader here on your home for Cubs baseball. You'll be able to hear the Brewers and Cubs game one, 12.05 first pitch. So is that, uh, what, 11.20 for the for the, uh, the pregame show with Zach Zaidman? Is that right? Sounds K- right. Kira? What, Sounds right. What the hell? Why not? Right? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, We're on the radio. They'll listen to anything we say. Not necessarily true. (laughs) Uh, But then we'll have a second game coming up tomorrow night, 6 o'clock pregame for that second one, 640 scheduled first pitch. You know what I tell you last week, Kira? What did I tell you last week about opening day? What did I tell you opening day? Later the better. If if, If it's above the Bible Belt, it should be played. The opening day shouldn't be until May. If you're below the Bible Belt, good luck. You can play whatever you want. Because you know what we got here in Des Moines? What did you have driving into work this morning? What was falling from the sky? Snow. Snow here on April the 8th. Yeah, that's it two happens. Weeks, that's two Fridays in a row. Mm-hmm. We've had snow. Yep, yep. And if you think we got it, you know Chicago has it. And that's why uh, today's game, two at Wrigley Field, has been uh, postponed until tomorrow. If you are a Cubs fan, it hurts my soul to play this. Kira, I know that you're a Cardinals fan, so you don't want to see anything good Come the Cubs way. I am a Brewers fan rocking my Ryan Braun jersey. If you want to see it, check us out on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page. Hello if you're watching. But this is what busted yesterday's game wide open for the Cubbies. Do I have to? Yes. Yes, you do. The 1-1 offering to Horner. Here it comes. comes. Line drive, hit to deep left field. Yelich looks up, and this one sails into the bleachers for a two-run home run. Cubs. Excuse me, three to one Cubs. Get it right, Pat. Fifth inning, corner <laughs> with the first Cubs home run of the season. It's Pat Hughes right here on ESPN Des Moines and the Cubs Radio Network. You know, I, I know what you're thinking if you're in your car right now and you're in likelihood listening for the Cubs game coming up later today, which is not going to happen. And you're like, why is there a Brewer guy on in a Cardinals? fan as well. Why are they on the, the, the Cubs radio station? Well, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. Here's, here's a big problem that I ran into yesterday. So I wanted to watch the Cubs and Brewers on TV. All right? Can't listen to them on the radio or vice versa. So I wanted to watch the game on, on TV. And I have T-Mobile. And this is not a slam on T-Mobile because I think what T-Mobile does is awesome. But T-Mobile has something called T-Mobile Tuesdays where they give you something for free. could be a movie rental. It could be this. could be that. Every year I've had T-Mobile, the Tuesday before opening day, T-Mobile gives you MLB.TV for the year. You can watch every game. And being a Brewers fan, I like to watch the Brewers play whenever I can. We don't have a Brewers affiliate here in Des Moines, so I can't really watch Fox Sports or Bally Sports Wisconsin down here. Uh, I know you're a Cardinals fan. You can get, sometimes you get some of the games on Fox Sports, Bally Sports Midwest, right? Mm -hmm. But not a lot. We get a lot of Cubs. We get a lot of Royals. We get a lot of Twins. Those are the big three around here. And so, I got home yesterday. I pulled out my phone. I opened up the MLB.TV app. And the message that I got, Kara, I'm going to show you. I just want you. Oh, those are my kids. I just want you to read what this says. Sure. What's that say? <laughs> uh, live regular season games involving the following clubs are subject to MLB TV blackouts in the specific zip code. I knew this was coming. Chicago Cubs, the Royals, the Cardinals, the Twins, the White Sox, and the Brewers, all the teams you want to see. These are the teams that I actually care about watching. <laughs> Honest to God, like, it, there, there are many more teams in baseball I really want to watch. And my Brewers are on that list. Uh, somebody told me this, that Des Moines and most of Iowa, 
has the worst record for blackouts. They absolutely do. Um, Is that right? Yes. Uh, speaking from like a hockey perspective, you cannot get, I think it's, I don't think you can get Blackhawks games or Blues games here. I don't understand how in 2022, why we still have blackouts of any kind. It doesn't make any sense to me why we have blackouts of any kind. And you and I have spoken about this before. Baseball's third by a long shot. Oh, yeah. Fan popularity, social media, eyes watching the game. Baseball's third. The NFL is king. <laughs> and if you want to include collegiate sports, baseball's fifth. All right? Because you got the NFL and you got college football, one and two. And after that, you've got the NBA and then college basketball. Now, you can tell me Major League Baseball might be more popular than college basketball. I'll accept that because basketball, college basketball, for all intents and purposes, isn't really watched by most people until March, until we get to the madness. Other than that, um, it, it's because there's just there's several reasons. I mean, college basketball, nobody, when I grew up, when I was growing up, when I was your age, um, you watched those Arkansas teams or those running Reb teams or those Duke teams in the 90s, or you watched the Fab Five stick together for two years, and then there were four of them at Michigan, and you watched, you watched your players stick around in college basketball, and you got to know them, and you got to hate them, the ones that were on the, the opposition. Like, I hated Duke. Still hate Duke, but I hated Duke because I hated Christian Leitner, and I hated Bobby Hurley, and I hated Grant Hill, and kids, you shouldn't use the word hate, but I hated them. But in college basketball now, there's so many one-and-dones and transfer portal players. And, and I don't knock anybody in the transfer portal. I think the transfer portal is just fine. I think if you are unhappy, you don't see your, your path to your next career, wherever it may be, or advancing your career, whatever it may be, college basketball, radio, whatever, you make the, the, the decision that's best for you, best for your family. I mean, we had a player uh, at Iowa State who transferred to Gonzaga and got some good run with the Zags until their, their season came to an end. But what that does is it doesn't allow you as a fan to get to know and watch players that come in as freshmen. Maybe they stick around for a year and go to the NBA. Maybe they stick around for a year and they go to another school. And you're like, but I, didn't, I, I, I don't even know that guy's name. Who's the new guy coming in? And then by the time we get to March and you actually sit down and pay attention to watching full college basketball games, they're gone. <laughs> it's over. You don't have time to get the guy's name right. Now, if you're a diehard college hoops fan, you're yelling at your radio and you're like, Wicket, you're an idiot. You're a jackass. Yeah, I understand. Diehard college basketball fan that can't wait for college football to end so it gets center stage. You're, in the, you're not in the majority. So I can, I can listen to the argument that college basketball has not surpassed uh, Major League Baseball. But in pro sports, Major League Baseball's third. Look at the World Series ratings versus the, the, the NBA Finals. And take a look at the Super Bowl. I mean, look at any NFL, a regular season NFL game. I think of the 100, is it the 100? Don't correct me, I'm close on this, you'll understand. Of the 100 most watched shows on over-the-air cable TV, or over-the-air TV, your NBC, ABC, CBS, 75 of them were the NFL. So, I mean, that's insane. Whether it's gambling or fantasy or just our country's love of football, the NFL is way up here. And you know what never happens? I never get a damn blacked-out game, mm -hmm. all right? I can find any game that I want using apps, licensed apps from the National Football League. The NBA is on all over. It's on all the time. And I know we don't have a huge NBA. We got the G League. We got the T-Wolves G League team. I understand that. We don't have a huge NBA following here, but the NBA is all over. And they do such a good job on TNT and TBS and ESPN 1 and 2 and ABC. And when the playoffs come around, every game is on. But the fact that I wanted to watch a Major League Baseball game for which I paid for the app. And by paid for, I mean I was given it free by T-Mobile, but that's part of my subscription, part of my, my, my phone plan. So I think I'm paying for it. They have blacked out the entire region of teams. 
I can click on the thing and watch Pirates Yankees. I don't care about <laughs> Pirates Yankees. I can click on it and watch Diamondbacks Dodgers, but I don't care about the Diamondbacks or Dodgers. I've been to L.A. once in my life. I've been to Arizona like twice. I think once I was driving through. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. On it, your way to L.A.? I think I was coming the other way. I was coming from <laughs> California to Michigan. I was going the other way. But it, it, it infuriated me. I cannot believe we're still at a point, and Major League Baseball has such an issue, has such a problem with getting eyes on their product, that why would you limit it? Why would you make it harder for sports? I'm, I'm in a freaking baseball jersey right now, and I can't watch my team. Now, there are other ways that I will watch my team play, and I'll watch the Brewers, and I'll listen to them. You know, here on, on ESPN Des Moines when they play the Cubs, I can't promote those ways, but there are ways to find anything on the Internet, including watching baseball. I mean, it's, it's how I watch NFL Red Zone. I don't pay for it. <laughs> I'm not going to pay for it. But it just it, it is amazing. And I think the NHL has an issue, and I know we don't have a huge NHL hockey following here. We have the Wild and we have the Bucks, and those fans are very loyal the NHL made a good move to put their product on ESPN and all of ESPN Plus to get in front. At least you're now on a network where people know, go, and have an app. The NBC Sports Network was, was a terrible move for the NHL to go there. I still do, Does it even exist anymore? Hmm. Does the NHL... Or, sorry, does NBC Sports have a channel? And if so, what is possibly on that channel... Or did it get changed, and that's why think, the NHL left? Yeah, I don't think it's a channel. I think they just kind of bring it in. It's like Fox Sports. They just kind of bring it in when sports are happening. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, we're Fox Sports now. But they just don't ha I mean... It, but they don't have their own thing. I, I don't think they have anything on. I don't know. I, I again... They, they did, like, the Olympics, mm. the Winter Olympics. Yeah. They were called NBC Sports, I think. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, they don't... They used to do the Derby... But NBC would get the Kentucky, <laughs> NBC gets the Kentucky Derby, huh. but NBC Sports had all the little races because there's 13 races on Derby Day. I don't know if you know that. No. There's 13 races. You have all the little races, and then the 12th race is the Kentucky Derby. There's actually a race after the big famous Kentucky Derby, so you can make your money back. Uh. Make your money back when you're gambling on <laughs> horses because they owe you something. Uh -huh. But, I mean, I was so excited for baseball yesterday, and I'm glad baseball is back, and for some reason, my children decided to sleep in from nap time. Because when I get, if you don't know, I have three kids, and when I get done here, uh, I'm I'm home and usually taking a nap. Um, my nanny stays until three o'clock. Mm -hmm. So when the nanny's done at three, I'm on dad duty. They slept until four, and it was amazing yesterday. Good on it was great. So I'm like, cool. While they're asleep, feet up. <laughs> Turn on that Brewer game, watch Brewers and Cubs. I heard the home run driving home from here yesterday. And what happens? Turn on the TV, blacked out. Grab my phone, blacked out. I'm like, what in the hell is this? The ironic thing is that blackouts are meant to get fans to drive out and go to these games. Yeah. Which I... I, get, I understand you know what? that. I get it if you live within... Let's say 25 miles. I'll even give you 50. Yeah. Black out the games for the Twins from 50 miles south of the Twin Cities. There is absolutely no reason Des Moines, Iowa should be blacked out of pretty much every Midwest Major League sports team. MLB.TV blacked me out yesterday from watching the Cubs, Royals, Cardinals, Twins, White Sox, or Brewers games. All live games streamed within MLB.TV product and available through the MLB app and any other location or device where MLB.TV is sold or available are subject to local and national blackouts. If a game is blacked out in an area, it is not available for live game viewing through MLB.TV. You know what it tells me to do? Check back after the game. I don't want to watch the game after. Not if I already know what happens. You know, okay. you know what that does? That drives me to YouTube. That drives me to Twitter. That drives mm -hmm. me everywhere else to watch a baseball game other than your app to come back and watch the game on your app. And again, I love T-Mobile for giving this to me free. And when I lived in Kansas City before I moved to Des Moines, that market was not blacked out for the Brewers. But for some reason, Brewers, Cubs, Cards, Sox, Twins, and Royals all are blacked out. This is a home market for them all.
and MLBD, MLB.TV says we can't watch them. In 2022, a professional sports league is like, mm, let's restrict your viewing. Let's not let a kid in Des Moines watch the White Sox and Twins play. Because maybe one day he'll grow up to be a White Sox fan. No, instead, you know what he's going to do because dad tried to pull up the, the app? Kid's going to go pick up a video game. Kid's going to go play Halo or Fortnite. What are kids doing? I don't know. Roblox. Ro Roblox is the big thing. Roblox? Roblox. Okay, little Timmy in <laughs> little Timmy in Altoona who wants to watch baseball with his dad because his dad's grooming him to be a Twins fan or a Cubs fan. Little Timmy went to an iCubs game last year, and now his favorite iCub is playing with the big club, and he can't watch it on TV because Dad's MLB.TV app is now blacked out. <laughs> More after this. Like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook and watch Wicket's World live in real time. This is 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. 1021 FM, 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Wicket's World, I'm Mike Wicket. And uh, I gave you a bunch of BS to start the show. If you're watching us on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page, hello. Um... Today's Cubs game is rained out. It is not being played tomorrow. I was passed in, or I found incorrect information. This is all on me. Uh, it'll be made up on May 30th, the next time the Brewers are in town. So no Cubs Brewers today. The game tomorrow is going to be unaffected. 12:45 pregame tomorrow for Cubs and Brewers game two. First pitch at 1:20 with Pat and Ron. All right. My apologies for getting that incorrect, but here we are. I make mistakes all the time. Again, today's game will be made up May 30th as a part of an, uh, a 12 o'clock and 6.40 doubleheader. Got all that right now? Good? All right. So you know how much I love the National Football League, and I, I feel like after all the weeks that we have had leading up to this, you know, this point, every single week, has had a massive NFL story. It whether it is you know the Brady thing, the retiring, and then he comes back. All the drama leading up to Aaron Rodgers' decision, crazy massive trades involving Russell Wilson and Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. All these big, huge trades have, that have been going on, and now that a lot of the big names have been moved, shipped, acquired, whatever, doesn't it kind of feel like a... You know, now, now everybody's in a holding pattern until the NFL draft later on this month. We're 20 days from the NFL draft, three weeks from yesterday. Get the, can you check the date on that? Because I'm going to screw it up. I don't know, I, I've already screwed up the Cubs' rain-out makeup date. But I believe the draft is three, three weeks from yesterday is round one of the NFL draft. It's in Las Vegas, in Kansas City next year. And then after that, it's in Detroit, I think. NFL draft date, 28? Yep. There, nailed it. Back on a hot streak. <laughs> Back on getting one right. Ugh. But it feels like there are, there are shoes that can still drop if you're a fan of a team that is looking to acquire, a, a, specifically, a stud-wide receiver. Like, I still think that that is something that are a lot of teams like my Green Bay Packers who have the worst wide receiving core in the National Football League, and they know it. They have to make some kind of move at some point here. Um, and there are still some names out there, specifically DK Metcalf, who plays for the Seattle Seahawks. Now, there is a rumor out there that the Jets threw out pick number 10 as bait to Seattle to acquire DK Metcalf. And that was not enough. That's according to several reports that I have seen out there. Just how good is DK Metcalf? At oh, He's only 24 years old, but how good is he? Here's ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. I think he went into last year fringe top 10 wide receiver. I think like the league looked at him as that. I think he fell off a little bit last year with the way things went. But Thank he's you. still probably top. I'd still probably put him top 15. I, I don't think that's that far off. I, I think you're looking at a top 15, top 12 style wide receiver. Uh, you know, rank them however you want. You put Adams up there. 
You put DeAndre Hopkins, I think, still in that conversation. Tyreek Hill is in there. Is in there. Justin Jefferson has exploded. I'm just going off the top of my head. Who I, Cooper Cup obviously has to be in there. there if I get, if those could be the top five right there. And maybe your favorite receiver I didn't mention. It wasn't because I hate you. I just, I'm trying to just do this off the top of my head here, right? Devonta Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. And, and maybe in that next tier is where DK Metcalf can fall. He's 24 years old. And I have said, you know, regardless of whatever team acquires him, I would like it to be my Green Bay Packers. And I think they have firepower to go ahead and move and get and give up maybe more than they should to acquire Metcalf to give Aaron Rodgers his number one weapon back. More on that in a moment. But if you look at what DK Metcalf has done, you know, he came on as a rookie, this athletic freak going up and catching balls over these defensive backs, the second round pick that they acquired. And you're like, how, where did, how did he not get picked up in the first round? It's a great question. You know, there's a lot of people debating, would you give up a first round pick for this guy or would you play the lottery and try to find your, your future wide receiving studs in the first, second, and third round? He's got 29 touchdown catches in his first three years. In an offense, and I, I, I would actually argue that perhaps DK Metcalf is an underrated wide receiver because he has the blazing speed. You remember the, the, the play against uh, Arizona where Kyler Mur- or, uh, Russell Wilson threw the interception and Buda Baker grabs it and goes the other way? And here comes DK Metcalf, who started 20 yards behind him, and he tracked him down before he got to the end zone. That's blazing fast speed. He also plays in an offense that for three quarters of every game was run the football first, second, maybe throw on third, punt, play defense, and then hope that Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter could lead you back from the dead or hold on to a lead or get you that game-winning score. And that doesn't bump up any wide receiver's numbers. Like, if you have DK Metcalf in fantasy football, his name looked really good on paper, especially after the first year. But over the last, well, maybe just this last year, but over the last two years, you're like, man, DK's been very inconsistent. But that offense has been terrible. Well, wicked, they got Russell Wilson. Yeah, but Russell Wilson was playing behind a horrendous offensive line and has one of the most conservative offensive play callers in the last in the NFL over the last three years. So they don't let Russ cook. When, late, when they did let Russ cook, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, those guys put up big numbers. When they don't let Russ cook, those numbers suffer. Now, I, I know that people are going to say, well, you know, what would you give up for him? I would give up, personally, if I was Packers general manager Brian Gutekinds or if I was Chiefs general manager Brett Veach, I w- and, and I, those two teams have lots and lots of draft capital. They have plenty they can offer Seattle, and maybe you have to overspend. Your window is right now if you're the Packers. You've got three years. Maybe you only have two years because you don't know what Rodgers is going to do in the near future. But I'm on the horn. If I am the Packers or I am, maybe the Chiefs don't because they think they have filled their void of losing Tyreek Hill with Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I think it's a bust, but I think it's a bad signing. That's just me. But if you're one of these teams, the Jets, the Jets think they're a wide receiver away from contending. I don't necessarily agree with that either. That quarterback they got, Zach Wilson, hmm one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last year, as a rookie, understandably, as a rookie. So I'm doing two things. One, I'm on the phone with the general manager of the Seattle Seahawks, John Schneider, and I'm trying to figure out what I can do to get DK Metcalf to come to my team. And two, you got to be on the phone with DK Metcalf's agent because DK Metcalf is in the final year of his contract and you're not going to unload your future, your draft capital, say a first and a second for a guy who's going to be gone in a year. No, you need to lock that guy up. You know, whatever the deal was, can you look, Stefan Diggs, can you look up what his contract was? I think I might have that. 
But Stephon Diggs just got a new deal with the Buffalo Bills. And Stephon Diggs is getting up there in age. Devontae Adams just got that huge mega deal with the Raiders. He's 29. Tyreek Hill just got that huge deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. And he's 28? Wide receivers after the age of 28, 29 generally don't have a ton of success in the National Football League. You know why? Because a lot of your game is so predicated on speed, especially Hill. And Mother Nature always wins. And your speed is the first thing to go. Your legs are the first thing to go. We're not talking about Tom Brady when we're talking about guys whose game is based on speed. Brady doesn't move. You know that. I don't. I know that. We have Diggs contract? Yeah. Uh, this is from ESPN. Yep. It was... Doo -doo -doo -doo. Four years. Fast forward just over two years and Diggs entered a news conference room on Thursday, decked from... Decked from head to toe in blue, Bill's blue, goodness, with his family by his side. It was minutes after he had officially signed a four-year, $104 million okay. extension that links him to the team through the 2027 season with the idea of retiring in Buffalo. So that's 20... How old is Stefan Diggs? Can you find out his age for me, please? 26, 28. 28 years old. I have said repeatedly, I am not all about giving... Wide receivers, mega money, $27, 26000000 million a year. I'm certainly not all about giving that kind of money to 28-year-old Tyreek Hill, 28, going to be 29-year-old Stephon Diggs, 29-year-old Devontae Adams. I think... I'm sorry, Wicket. Are you saying that people in their 20s aren't responsible with money? No, no, no. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying that they, from, a, from a football perspective... From a football perspective, when you're 24, like DK Metcalf, who is an ascending player, who hasn't gotten to his prime yet, I'm much more willing to bend my rule and give that guy the deal that Stefan Diggs got. I mean, my number was four at $88 million, give him 65 guaranteed to come play with Green Bay. That way now, you've got Rodgers, and you would have DK Metcalf for three years together, maybe four years together. And then Metcalf, who in four years will, own, will then be 28. And if he continues to produce at the level he has produced, getting better every year, he can get one of these big deals when the cap gets even more insane three years from now. He can get one of these big deals elsewhere from Green Bay, hopefully with a ring, like Devontae Adams, like Stephon Diggs, like Tyreek Hill. If, if DK Metcalf was not 24, I would, buy, I would complete, or 25, whatever. Splitting hairs. I would advise against NFL teams actually giving big-time money to him for an extension, plus giving up draft capital. But if you can have, well, and he's still considered a young wide receiver, if you can have one of the best young wide receivers in your stable, whatever team we're talking about, and you have the capital to give away, like Green Bay has two, an extra two and an extra one this year, like the Chiefs have so many, I think the Chiefs have like 14 picks in the draft this year, something ridiculous. You can go ahead and afford to do that because you're, we know how close, how small the window is to winning the NFL every year. Would it surprise anybody if Cincinnati didn't make the playoffs next year? I think it'd be a little bit surprising, but this is what happens. You know, one injury here, a couple of balls that bounced your way, don't bounce the other way. The AFC got so much tighter. I mean, if, if I could draw up a scenario where the, the, the Bills win the East, the Ravens win the North in the AFC... Let's say the Chiefs win the West, and in the South, it's the Texans. No, check that. It's the Titans. All right? So you got to pick two other teams to make the playoffs. Are you going to go with Russ and the Broncos? Are you going to go with Herbert and the Chargers? Are you going to go with the other team in that division, the Raiders? There's going to be a surprise team. Are the Bengals for sure going to get back? I mean, they added some offensive line help, and they de desperately needed that. But out of those eight teams, somebody's not going to make the playoffs. And the Raiders just added Devontae to go with Renfro and Waller. They got a new head coach. Like, the AFC is so ridiculously tough. You have to strike when you can. And maybe the Bengals have to strike right now, and, and, and this is their window because their quarterback is very cheap. But if you're Green Bay, boy, the NFC is so wide open. It's for the taking. Who do you like? You like the Rams? You like the Packers? 
You like the Bucks because Brady's coming back. You have to like Tampa Bay. They have to be in that conversation. Does anybody else scare you in that conference? Cowboys don't scare anybody. Nobody in the East scares you. Arizona's not for real. Seattle's done for a while. New Orleans has no quarterback. The NFC North sucks outside of, uh, outside of Green Bay. I kind of like Minnesota's team this year, but I always kind of like Minnesota's team. They always seem to have pieces, but no glue. So if you're Green Bay and you can get a contract worked out, I don't mind if you overspend. Go get your guy. The Packers have a top 10 defense. They have a top 10 backfield. They have the reigning two-time MVP in the National Football League. They have the worst wide receiving core in the entire National Football League. Make a kind of make, make a move. And there are tons of different guys whose names have been popping up in trades. Terry McLaurin's name, Brandon Cook's name has been popping up. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf have both been popping up. Go out there and make a move. The window in the NFL is finite. It's small. It doesn't matter what team you are. The Rams may not get back to the, to the Super Bowl ever again with Matt Stafford at quarterback. Maybe the Packers never get back there with Rodgers. Maybe Mahomes never gets back there. It's hard to get to the Super Bowl. It is hard to win a Super Bowl. You need to take every opportunity you can, and this is Green Bay's chance to improve their wide receiving core for three more years, four more years, if you can work out a longer-term deal with DK Metcalf. And I am all in on it, all in on any team that is willing to make that wow move. Speaking of wow, the biggest wow that happened to the Masters yesterday I do it. You do it. We all do it. And so does Tiger Woods. It's next. You're listening to Wicket's World on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. It's Wicket's World. I'm Mike Wicket. All right. So uh, today's Cubs game, you might be looking for it right now. If you're just joining us, uh, today's Cubs game against uh, Chicago and Milwaukee, between Chicago and Milwaukee, has been postponed. Uh, inclement weather up in the Windy City on the north side. Today's game is rained out. They will make it up on May 30th. Your game two between the Brewers and Cubs tomorrow, 1245 for the pregame, 120 for the first pitch. So if you are tuning in to hear Cubs baseball, my name is Mike Wickett. Hello. I get every Friday at this time, and I am happy to be here now, the weather in Des Moines right now sucks, just like it sucks in Chicago. At some point, I'm going to get back out on the golf course. All right? I don't play a lot. I'm not very good. But I like to drink beer and smoke a cigar and hang out with a buddy or two and play golf. That's as much enjoyment as I get in the game of golf. Rarely will you see me get frustrated on the golf course. Maybe if I'm playing in, like, a charity event or a team effort and I'm not carrying my weight, I will get very upset. But yesterday, watching the Masters, and I'll have a, leader, a leaderboard update for you here in just a sec, but yesterday while watching the Masters and being on Twitter, one moment stood out, and it wasn't when Tiger Woods almost had a hole-in-one. It wasn't. You know, it, it's so amazing. And for, if you don't know, Tiger Woods was in a car accident 17 months ago Almost had to have his leg amputated. He hasn't played in a golf tournament in 508 days or something like that. It's over 500 days. So Tiger, we, there's no way a month ago anybody would have thought Tiger Woods was even going to play at Augusta. And then we start hearing rumblings, and then we hear about playing around or playing nine with Fred Couples, and then he gets to the press conference, and he's, you know, do you think you can actually win? And he says, I do. And you know what? Tiger Woods showed up yesterday and played like he actually believed he could win. I uh, shot a one under. He finished yesterday, what, four strokes off the lead. I'll get you a spot right now here in just a second. But the one thing that stood apart from everything was when Tiger did something we all do. Approach shot, a little bit of an elevated green. He hits the ball into the front part of the, uh, the green. It goes up and starts to roll back down. And we all do the same thing that Tiger Woods does. This one's going to catch that slope and feet off the green. Because <laughs> he can see it before the crowd. You hear the crowd reacting afterwards. Play it again for me, please, Kira. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he knew that that ball was going to start rolling backwards. All right? Tiger tees off in two minutes, as a matter of fact. So it was, it, it, to me, and then you see Twitter. If you're on Twitter, follow me at Mike Wicked. Follow us at ESPN DSM. Kira, are you on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> I am. Doesn't are, mean I like it. <laughs> what are you on Twitter, Kara? What? What are you on Twitter? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, at uh, T Sax Player because I played tenor sax in high school. Okay. All right. <laughs> at T Sax Player. Follow her on Twitter. Oh, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> You're not going <laughs> to like it. Do I follow you on Twitter? Probably not. I will in a moment. Oh, God. <laughs> but I, what I love about, see, there are, it, I liken Tiger Woods to Aaron Rodgers a bit, and no, Aaron Rodgers is not in that same greatness category in terms of accomplishments, because Tiger Woods has 15 majors. He, there's a shot he catches Jack. Uh, he's tied with Sam Snead for overall victories on the PGA Tour at 82. There's a shot that he, you know, wins at some point getting into his. He's 46 years old. There's a good chance he's got a shot to win a tournament before he's done, assuming he can, you know, use get through this round because the problem for tiger is not can he hit the ball we saw yesterday tiger can hit the golf ball uh he his putting was on he finished one under for the day at the course that he knows as well as anybody the question about tiger is can he walk four rounds of golf in a day i mean that's a lot i have only walked one round of golf in my life <laughs> again this is as serious as i take it if i can't get in a cart and if there's no beer and no cigars on the course, I ain't playing. All right? I'm not that serious a golfer. I sometimes dress like I'm that serious a golfer, but I'm not that serious a golfer. So I won't walk. Too lazy. I get my steps in, though. But Tiger, with basically a reconstructed right leg, has to walk five miles a day. All right? Try and walking five miles right now. Take you a couple hours to do it, most likely. What do you walk a mile in 20 minutes? Is that about right? Five times 20, 100 minutes, a little over an hour and a half to walk five miles. We'll wait. He's doing, he's doing that four days in a row and playing golf, dealing with the mental pressure of playing golf, having to be able to swing a golf club, hit the golf ball that far. If Tiger makes the cut, and he's projected to make the cut, we'll see what happens with this round today. That's flat-out amazing. I had somebody tell me it's the greatest accomplishment in the history of sports if he makes the cut. No, I wouldn't go that far. Yes, his leg is reconstructed, and for him to have this kind of miraculous comeback is impressive. But it's not like it's me, all right? He has the most money and the greatest doctors, and his entire life is dedicated to getting better, to, to rehabbing that bad boy. His right leg is probably better off than his left leg. The reconstructed leg with pins and plates and rods is probably in a better spot than his left. Because he's got the best doctors who have the best technology and all that stuff. I don't have access to that. But what I love most about Tiger, on the course, because as I said, I kind of compare him to Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers on the field. Love him. I love watching Aaron Rodgers play quarterback. It's one of my favorite things on this planet to do. I may not necessarily agree or like Aaron Rodgers off the field, but I love Aaron Rodgers on the field. I love watching Tiger Woods play golf. I don't necessarily agree with everything else that Tiger Woods has gone ahead and done with his life and the way um, he's carried himself perhaps off the course, but on the course, I am entertained by Tiger Woods. I am entertained by Aaron Rodgers. But I love when I see the realness come from some of these golfers. Remember, was it Angel Cabrera who smoked on the course? You cannot get away with that anymore. Guys in the 70s and the 80s and the 60s, you could smoke on the course. You were expected to smoke on the course. Was it Angel Cabrera or another... Angel Jimenez, one of, those, one of those two gentlemen of Latin descent. But one of them was smoking on the course. And there was a big debate. Is it an unfair advantage because it calms your nerves to smoke? And I'm like, really? That's where we're at? But when John Daly knocks a ball that's rolling back at him because he's pissed off off the green, that's me. When Tiger Woods drops the F-bomb, that's me. <laughs> and that's who I can relate to on the golf course. Uh, your leader right now at the Masters, let's pull this up. It's still the guy who was leading yesterday, Sung J M. I I know nothing about him. 
Uh, Danny Willett is sitting at four under as well. Cameron Smith is at four under as well. Those three guys are tied at uh, four under for the tournament so far. A couple of guys at minus three, Charles Schwartzel, uh, also Joaquin Neiman, and Scotty Scheffler. God, I don't know anybody on this leaderboard. Nothing. None of these guys. I don't know any of these guys' names. What happened to Dustin Johnson? He stroke back or something. You never know with these guys. These golfers, I tell you what. I saw a movie that I would like to tell you about in the theater. All right? I was somewhat disappointed, but not super disappointed. I'll tell you about it next. Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Wicket's World. I'm Mike Wicket. No Cubs game today for tuning in. The game has been delayed by rain on Chicago's north side. Makeup game to be played as part of a doubleheader on May 30th. So no Cubs baseball today. Uh, we'll have the game for you tomorrow. Game two of the season. Tomorrow, 1245, 120 for the uh, first pitch with Pat and Ron right here on ESPN Des Moines. So stick around because now we're going to talk about, well, first, a ridiculous Cheeseburger? Is it a hamburger or a cheeseburger, it's Kira? It's technically a cheeseburger okay. because it is a burger with cheese on it. All right. I guess that would be the clarification, yeah. But uh, I believe what we are talking about it's is... the World Champions Burger. Yes. It is $151. For a hamburger? For a hamburger. For a hamburger. All right. This uh, is the, the Braves are selling this, by the way, down in Atlanta. Correct. Uh, the half-pound Wagyu beef burger called the World Champions Burger right. is served on a toasted Irish buttered brioche bun. Okay. The other toppings are pan-fried eggs, gold leaf-wrapped <laughs> Hudson Valley foie gras. What is that? Foie gras, it's a pate of... Uh, foie gras liver. is a pate? It's a pate of goose liver. It's like fancy. Do I eat, do I eat the gold? Yes. So I eat the gold that's covering the, pat, the foie gras pate? Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, Do I want to eat gold? Um. <laughs> I mean, I'm paying 151 I'm not a bucks. All right. All right. I'm not a doctor. Uh, <laughs> grilled cold water lobster tail, heirloom tomato, garden fresh bib lettuce, Tillamook cheddar cheese, and a truffle aioli. Uh, How's this, it sound to you, by the way? The burger looks great. I'm not sold on. It sounds disgusting. I, uh, I'm i not sold on the size. And if you took the lobster out and replaced it with, like, a fancy bacon. What if you just took the lobster out? And I love lobster. <laughs> you know, what, why, does, why do I need a burger with... I mean, it's a Wagyu beef. It's a fantastic meat. Why am I putting lobster tail on top of that and egg? There seems to be too much flavor here. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it feel like there's just way too much? I mean, I look at this picture. You, are you seeing the same picture oh, I yeah. am? That thing's eight inches high. Yep. I mean, you, you, it, it'd be better if this was a three-course meal than a burger. Well, here's the secret, Wicket. Yeah. I think the Braves just want your money. Well, for 151 bucks, you get this burger, but you also get a replica of the World Series ring that the Braves just won last fall. So for 150 so the burger is probably at the ballpark $25. So the the ring, the replica ring is about 125 bucks on top mm, of that. So okay. you get you get the, but for $25,000 mm. you get mm. this burger with wagyu beef, lobster, whatever foie gras wrapped is, wrapped in gold is and an egg. You also get an actual World Series ring. Whoa. So, <laughs> which tells me they ordered too many. Yeah. And now they have to figure out a where, way. Where do they, what, does that happen? <laughs> I, I don't know. They must have ordered a few extra burgers or a few extra rings. And now they're going to pair it. And we're like, oh my God, they come up with a way to get rid of these $25,000 rings. And they're going to pair it with a hamburger. So if you have 25 grand, you go down to a Braves game at, who is it, Turner Field down there? You go down to a Braves game in Atlanta for $25,000, you get a burger with Wagyu beef, a lobster tail, foie gras wrapped in gold, 
and you get a real limited edition World Series ring. Got $25,000? I mean, I, I know pe there are some people in Atlanta that have that kind of money. I don't know any of them. But I know there are people that have that kind of money. If you're a big-time Braves fan and you've got millions, this is a drop in the bucket. And you get a probably... I, I have to imagine the burger is good, right? Yeah. It's not yeah, a yeah, crappy yeah. burger. No. It better not be. <laughs> I personally, I'm not... Egg on a burger, I can hit, it's a hit and miss for me, mm -hmm. but it can usually be a pretty good thing. But I love lobster, but putting it on a hamburger mm -hmm. is ruining that burger. <laughs> well, I think they're going for like a surf and turf yeah, oh yeah. moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a three-course meal. It's not a hamburger. Um, I did, earlier this week, I went to a... A matinee. So that's how I know I'm getting up there in age. I went to a matinee. Uh, I went to see Morbius. No spoilers. I will not spoil it for you. I don't do spoilers. So if you're terrified of, seeing, of hearing spoilers, this will not be the review that ruins it. First of all, I went to the Jordan Creek Cinemark uh, over in West Des Moines. And I get there. It's 10... I think it's 10.38. The movie starts at 10.20. And I'm like, because mm -hmm. I was going to do the 1045 show. But everything I do has to go through the how will this affect my afternoon filter. So if I do the 1040, if I can get into the 1020 show as the previews are ending, that's an extra half hour that I will have to nap. Because <laughs> the kids are the hardest part of my day. I do the morning show on Laser 103.3. Uh, and then I do some stuff here in the building. So I'm up at four. So I need that nap. The hardest part of my day starts at 3 o'clock when the kids are all up. And so I asked the, the woman behind the counter, I said, can I make the 1020 show? It's 1038. And she said, yeah, we got another two to five minutes worth of preview. So I'm like, great. I got time to get popcorn. Go get popcorn. There's nobody there. You know, it's 1020 on a Wednesday. Oh, matinee movies are the best. It's great. It's awesome. Ugh. And I'm like, cool. So I get the popcorn. I'm like, man, I got... There's one more preview. It's for Sonic the Hedgehog 3 or whatever is on. Uh, like, two. I don't care. I'm so excited for that <laughs> of movie. Of course you are. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, I can, go, I can go to the bathroom real quick. Because I always have a rule, pee during the third preview. It happens when you turn 40. Pee during the third preview, all right? So I, I, I book down to the bathroom. I run back up to my seat. And I'm, I'm literally running. There's two other people in the whole theater. <laughs> and it's me. And I'm running up. And I'm like, okay, cool. But dunk. Popcorn. Gone. I have now knocked over 70% of my popcorn. I love movie theater popcorn. It's mm -hmm. half the reason, if not more, to go to a movie. I love it. It's mm -hmm. just me. I love going to the movies. It's just me. So I'm like, great. You know what I did, Kira? <laughs> I picked up the top layer of the spilled popcorn and put it back in my bucket. I will admit uh... that. And after about three of those, I'm like, this is a mistake. <laughs> but now I've got the popcorn in the bucket... And I, I'm at a point of no returns. You know what I do? Shake it yep. so I don't know what's what. Yep. Movie starts. Uh, Morbius, it's gotten horrible reviews. And so I went in with low expectations. And it met those low expectations. It's not... And I'm a comic book movie nerd. I cannot wait for Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. We're all waiting for the Thor Love, Love and Thunder trailer to come out. I just watched Spider-Man No Way Home three days ago, the new one. So I don't... I, I went in thinking, all right, the reviews on this are pretty bad, but we'll give it a shot. It's not great. It's not the worst Marvel movie ever in the last, you know, 20 years since this 3-5. The worst Marvel movie ever is the third um, Fantastic Four movie. The, sec the, the reboot they did with Michael B. Jordan. That movie is... That is I couldn't even finish it. Really? I, I, I couldn't finish it. It was so bad. I even got to the end scene. I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> the acting, the writing, everything's terrible. So it's not that horrible. Jared Leto is good. Matt Smith is good. The movie is sloppy. It feels poorly thrown together. I was just talking to um, our promotions uh, director, Jenny, who's a big nerd like me. And we were talking. And normally when you see a movie, you think... That could have been 20 minutes shorter. Like, I saw The Batman, and I thought it was the best Batman movie I've ever seen. I think it's better than the one with Heath Ledger, or it's right there. But that movie could have been 15 minutes shorter. This one should have been 20 minutes longer. There needed to be more explanation. There needed... It was, it was one of those where it was like, stuff just happened with no real explanation. Like, all right, so that's now blue. 
Well, how did it turn blue? What do you What do you mean? Nope. And then just the movie goes on, and you're All like, right. nothing turns blue. I'm just using that as a metaphor. If you're like, what are you talking well, about? Well, I feel like this isn't a spoiler. It, it's basically like he turns into a vampire. Uh, okay. He's a living vampire. I was going to say oh, no. a Batman. No, he's a, a but... he's known as the living vampire. He appeared 50 years ago in the, one of the Spider-Man comic books. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's a Morbius as a real character from the Marvel cinema from the Marvel universe. Um, He's looking for... Everyone knows the plot, if you're into these. He's looking for a cure, and he gets... And he uses vampire blood, or a bat, vampire bat blood, and turns into a vampire. And so, he's kind of an anti-hero. Like, he's the good guy, but he can kill, and he has to fight the bad guy and stop the bad guy from killing. He's a worse Deadpool. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of like Deadpool, except he's a better person. But you, yeah, it's the anti-hero idea of, of Deadpool. Um... So I got done, and I'm like, yeah, that movie kind of was exactly what I thought. A generous two stars. There are two very quick, they happen real early in the credits, mid-credits scenes that feel incredibly cheap. Like, you've seen a Marvel movie. You know how at the end there's a piece in the, in the movie that connects to the next piece or the bigger overarching Infinity War storyline? With these two scenes at the end of Morbius, it was like, oh, yeah, here, throw this in there. And then you just you take, like, I'm throwing a sticky pad at, at Kira right now. Oh, did we get that in there? Okay, good. We we did the mid-credits scene. I, it, you're not missing much if you wait for it on digital. There, it's connected. Yeah, boom. It is. It, yeah, they're like, okay. It's like they put duct tape connecting it to the rest of everything else. And you're like, oh, okay. That's it. Great. I feel bad because Jared Leto is great. Jared Leto is a great actor. But in that film... The film lets Jared Leto down. You know, he's fantastic. You see Dallas Buyers Club? Great film. I believe he won an Oscar for it. Or he had to have won an Oscar for it or Emmy or whatever. But he was, Jared Leto's a really good actor. And he's good as, as, in the role of Morbius. And the visuals are cool. And the fight scenes, the vampire fight scenes are cool. But the movie itself just, it, the bar is so high. With Spider-Man and, you know, the Avengers films. And everything Sony does seems to suck. Venom wasn't great. Venom and Carnage wasn't great. This one, not great. I mean, it's like Sony is the DC of Marvel movies. And DC movies generally suck outside of a couple in this DCU, DCEU. That's kind of where Sony is at. They've been in that with all three other movies that have really mattered or you hoped would matter with the two Venom films and then with this one. So... Again, a generous two stars. Um, it could have been a one to one and a half. I didn't hate it. It's just, it was fine. Like, you'll be entertained. It's an entertaining watch. But at the end, you're like, boy, that felt. Could have been better. Definitely could have been better. All right. Thanks for checking out the show today. Uh, Cubs baseball tomorrow, 1245 for the pregame, 120 for the first pitch. They'll do it again on Sunday. Today's game rained out. Uh, they'll play on May 30th as part of a 12 o'clock, 640 uh, doubleheader. But that's not till Memorial Day. So we'll get to that a month from now. That is it, Kira. Thanks for keeping us on the air. Appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. This has been Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. Thanks for listening to us here on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Get out of here, I'm the one.